Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Happy New Year, my friends. 2021, welcome to a new year. This is the year that is all about assimilation. So for those of you who caught my last episode, which I released on December 30th, 2020, it was all about reflecting on 2020 and kind of mining the gold that really was in that you know, maybe muck, maybe mire, you might think of it that way, of 2020, there was gold. And in 2021, it's all about assimilation of the lessons that you learned. So I am just sharing that now because first of all, if you hadn't caught the the last episode, I, I think it'd be wonderful for you to listen to it right now. Secondly, though, this is a year that's all about expanding and growing and again learning from the lessons and for many people there there is gold that's within the challenge of having some type of pelvic health condition such as prolapse or really any type of health condition at all there's always some kind of blessing within the challenge or gift within the struggle and within the the pain or within the burden there's something that you can find that's like a silver lining and the, the the topic of prolapse is very near and dear to my heart for many reasons. For one reason is that I dealt with it myself and uh, it's really become kind of my life's work. And that is the topic of today's podcast. I want to let you know that this particular episode is also on my YouTube channel as an interview. And I would say that it would do you really well. It would serve you really well if you're interested in this subject to actually listen to this podcast, but then also go and watch the version on YouTube because it's it's longer. There's a lot more that Anna, who I'm interviewing, shares. A lot of visuals, and she even provides three specific techniques for scar tissue release that just aren't going to work in audio-only form. They really need to have a visual associated with it. So please check the show notes or the, the podcast notes to find the link to the YouTube video. And again, I, I, I recommend listening to this right now, listening to the first part of our conversation, and then another time going back and watching the video version. You're going to want to hear a lot of this stuff twice because it kind of flies in the face of some of the things that we've heard about prolapse. So really fascinating stuff. And I also want to encourage you to go in the show notes and look at my lift program. So I am currently updating, revising, expanding, and just upgrading my lift series. This is a series that has proven to be extremely helpful for honestly, thousands of women went through the program when it was completely for free. It's no longer for free because I've wanted to incorporate more materials, bonus materials uh, that really help you be able to maintain your progress when you're done. Also, there's some support components that really, really make it an incredibly value-packed program. And that information, if you want to check out my lift program is included in the show notes as well. So just know that if you're looking for 2021 to be your year to assimilate the lessons that you've learned, to really become aware of the gift 
of maybe learning more about your body that your pelvic health condition has brought to you, the gift of taking better care of your health. All of these gifts, if you're ready to assimilate this and put this into practice in your real life and you want a program that can really help you, I definitely encourage you to check out my LIFT program. It's comprehensive. It talks about exercise, also lifestyle. It uses a lot of this groundbreaking new information like you're going to learn on today's podcast episode. It uses some of this information as well. So you're going to be getting the most up-to-date information that I can offer you and a very comprehensive program to boot. So make 2021 your year. I really encourage you and I believe in you. I believe that this can be your best year yet. I believe that your pelvic health can improve and I believe that you're going to learn a lot from this particular episode. It is with Anna Kroll and I am going to share her wisdom with you. She has completely changed the way I think about and talk about prolapse and I just I can't wait for you to dive into this. So one more quick, quick thing I want to say before we dive in, I promise this is it, is I really want to thank everyone who's written reviews. I haven't had a chance to read all of them on my podcast, but there have just been so many beautiful, beautiful reviews that make me so full of joy to read. Um, I'm going to read the most recent one. I want to share this from 65AJM. She says, I discovered Dr. Brie earlier this year on YouTube, which then led me to her book and the podcast. She is full of so much information, positive energy, and wisdom. What she teaches and discusses should be taught in school to all females. I am learning things I never knew about the female body and my body. She has truly been a godsend as I have navigated my way through menopause, a hysterectomy, pelvic floor pain due to bladder issues. I'm feeling so much better, have a better understanding, and the tools to help myself. Keep up the spectacular job of spreading the word, Dr. I've shared information with some of my friends and family and have purchased multiple books for friends. So I just want to give a big shout out to the person who wrote that review. Thank you so much and thank you for spreading the word. This is really important information. It is not talked about, but we are changing that. So thanks for being in this with me. Thank you to everyone who's written reviews and given ratings to my podcast. It helps get the information out in front of more eyes. I will not stall any longer. Please do check the show notes for information and resources about my LIFT program, information and resources about Anna Kroll, who I'm interviewing in this podcast, and also uh, information about how you can watch the video version of this interview with the specific scar tissue release techniques at the end on my YouTube channel. Here we go to the interview and have a blessed, glorious, wonderful new year. So excited to have you. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. And can you tell us briefly where exactly you are located in the UK before I go on a bit? I'm in Leeds in West Yorkshire, which is the north of England. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So I actually was introduced to Anna's work through a colleague and friend and someone who's been on my podcast before. That's um, Denise Conway of The Flower Empowered. And she turned me on to one of Anna's videos, which was all about prolapse and a new way to really look at prolapse and approach prolapse. And I want Anna to do the explaining about this, but I just want to share with you all that Anna's work has completely shifted the way I speak about prolapse because I used to describe prolapse as many other physical therapists do as a drop. But I think there's some, there's some elements of 
that that's still valid in that wording. And maybe I'll let you explain your thoughts on that. But I think it's a little bit more helpful for people to think of it as a shift. Uh, and Anna's going to explain more because the thing is, when you say it's a drop in the pelvic organs, it really causes, first of all, there's some inaccuracy to that. And secondly, it causes a lot of people to want to tense up really strongly to hold everything in because nobody wants their pelvic organs dropping out of their body. And so it causes your body to just sort of seize up and tension to really take over. And I see so many women with tension being their primary concern, even if they have issues that typically we would think of and associate with weakness, like bladder leakage and prolapse, things like that. And so that wording of, of drop is really potentially problematic. So Anna, with that being my long-winded intro to you and kind of what caught my attention when you first started talking about that, can you please share more about your practice and how you treat women and how you explain prolapse and what you've seen? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I am a women's health physio and my background is in myofascial release and, and now I'm a researcher as well. And the focus of my research is in applying you know, some, some really recent myofascial science findings to our understanding of pelvic organ prolapse. I, I believe that prolapse is caused by tension within the pelvis, not weakness. And to explain why I think that, I need to explain something called biotensegrity. So biotensegrity is essentially the way that the body works and the way that we know the body functions and is structured. However, our knowledge about biotensegrity is, is really quite recent. It's, a, it's an anatomical concept and an anatomical model that really has only been around since the 1980s. So it's very much, you know, it's a work in progress integrating that into medicine and therapy generally. So I'm just going to explain what biotensegrity, what biotensegrity is and what it means and then why that matters for, for how we see prolapse. So prior to the 1980s, way off into history before that, we have been taught that the body is built kind of like a stack of bricks. So, so the head rests on top of the shoulders, which rests on top of the spine, which rests on top of the pelvis, which rests on top of the legs, which rests on top of the feet with the soft tissues draped over that. And that was how we understood human movement and movement was, was taught to come from levers, okay? And then, you know, actually we knew that there were some major problems with that model, but it wasn't until Dr. Stephen Levin in the 80s put forward a different model that we, our understanding in anatomy was, was opened up. So what he explained was that actually our connective tissue which is also called our fascia forms this stretchy dynamic web through every single part of the body and basically that's the main supporting structure and everything else is embedded within that so the organs are embedded within that web the bones are embedded within that web down to the blood vessels and the nerves so so what that meant was that instead of us being a sort of top-down structure similar in makeup to a tower or a house, we're this self-suspending, 
stretchy dynamic web that everything else is embedded within. And that just answered all these questions like, well, okay, how do we do a handstand and not fall apart? How do we function in crawling? How do we function swimming? You know, how do we jump without these you know, big compressive forces coming through the body? How can we land gracefully and move so fluidly, like graceful dancing, you know, that just doesn't fit with the old model. So the new model, biotensegrity, you know, it's, it's, it's answered many questions that we had in anatomy and it's really been proven now through everything, cell biology, force mechanical calculation, everything. So the way that that changes what we understand about prolapse, really, if we look at prolapse through the older model, okay, so, so the body is pieces in a puzzle stacked on top of each other, the bladder, uterus or rectum, falls down and then we have to work hard to put that back up okay and you know many women who've had prolapse or experienced prolapse can you know can say that that can be a really frustrating process you know it doesn't always give lasting relief to 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 be propped trying to prop things up from below so what we know from biotensegrity is that movement really comes through through the elastic expansion and contraction, okay? So it's all about stretch and recoil. And, and the pelvic floor is, is a very stretchy and dynamic area. We really need lots of stretch in order to urinate, to defecate, to of course birth, let alone move, like squatting and walking requires, you know, a stretching and an opening and a, and a softening of the pelvic floor. So, so what we know is that the pelvic floor has to follow the laws of biotensegrity. And the most important law of biotensegrity is that things don't fall. Okay, mm, okay. So, you, so it's definitely actually not even in your realm to be considering this as a drop or a fall at all as far as prolapse is concerned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... When, when we understand biotensegrity, which is a, it's a modern and a new anatomical yeah. concept, you know, it's the truth and it's proven, but we just haven't integrated that into our, into medicine generally yeah. yet, yeah. fully, it's a work in progress, you know. Mm -hmm. So within a biotensegrity structure such as humans, things cannot fall, but actually deep down we already knew that because we know that our eyes don't fall into our cheeks if our cheeks are weak. You know, we would never say his brain slipped down his neck because his shoulders. <laughs> we would never say that, you know. But still, within gynecology, you know, there's this, this model based on the possibility that the uterus, the rectum, and the bladder can fall into the vaginal space. But actually, actually, in a biotensegrity structure, things, things don't fall. Obviously, things can go wrong in the human body and in the pelvic floor and they go wrong by things being pulled out of their perfect alignment into a place with reduced comfort and reduced function so what happens within the pelvic floor is that tension can build up in areas of the pelvic floor which then cause more and more strain and more and more tugging and pulling onto the nearby soft structures so in the pelvis, that's the bladder, the uterus, and the rectum. So where there is excessive tension in part of the pelvic floor, that will pull and pull and pull and pull onto the nearby soft structures, 
until they're just not in the right place. They are a little low and a little to the left or the right. And that, of course, is a prolapse and is symptomatic of a prolapse. For example, if the tension is, is near the rectum, then what happens is that that tension kind of sticks and adheses onto part of the rectum and kind of changes the rectum's shape a little bit so it forms this pocket, which is what a women, women with a rectocele will experience, is that pocketing of stool. Or, you know, that tension might be more affecting the uterus and really dragging the uterus down into one side of the pelvis, which is, of course, the feeling that women have is of that dragging. Mm -hmm. And the heaviness feeling is, is actually the tension itself. It's the tension in the soft tissues gives that heaviness. So really, I believe based on, you know, the science of biotensegrity, and then I've, I've applied that directly to my work with women. And so, you know, and my research is, is saying, look, these laws apply to this condition. And, and really, my work is around finding and releasing tension within the pelvis, which allows the body to correct and reorganize just as if we had a tight shoulder and over time that eventually gave us a headache because it kind of pulls and tugs and, and you'd eventually have, have neck pain and a headache. But then you can find the trigger points in your shoulder, release the tension in your shoulder and actually your shoulder feels better, your arm is softer, your head feels better. And it's just the same in the pelvis. We can find the tension release the tension and allow that organ position position to improve and be back somewhere where it's more comfortable and more functional. Okay. It's perfect. It's, this is, this is so good. And this is like I mentioned at the beginning and, and like you mentioned, this, this really is groundbreaking. This is not the way it's typically described even in yeah. modern training. And so this is yeah. incredible. So again, my new terminology that I'm moving toward about prolapse being a pelvic shift is something yeah. you would certainly say is, is acceptable and, and, a, and a good way to think of it. Okay. Yeah. And I love that because my question had been is, you know, as much as we can use this new terminology, there is, in fact, uh, the shift can be downward in some cases. So you're not saying that things will never move downward. You're just saying that this shift is causing things to be displaced which yeah. it might be displaced in a downward position or a different position. Yeah. Therefore it's, it's a pull yeah, rather it's a, than a fall. It's so a the, pull. The, the issue is that the, the injury, the mm -hmm. cause of the problem is causing the tension, which is a pull. Mm -hmm. So that is going to pull on the nearby soft stuff towards it. Now, if that injury is an episiotomy scar, it's going to pull the rectum or the bladder or the uterus towards that. So that is down, you know, that is, further south towards towards the floor, you know? But it didn't fall out, but it's been pulled in the direction of the area of the greatest tension, mm -hmm. which for a lot of women, not everybody, but for a lot of women, that is related to scarring. So we have a lot of women who give birth vaginally will have some degree of pelvic floor scarring, either from an episiotomy or from a tear. And then what we know about scarring is that it tightens up tissue. So what we have is this nicely balanced pelvis, and then we have an injury in there which tightens up that bit of pelvic floor. It causes a strain and a pull through the system, which, which over time pulls more and more. And this is what prolapse-related pain is. This is that pain and that aching that a lot of women will feel. And this is why prolapses can kind of wax and wane. Some days they feel better than other days or at different times of day. And 
this is because the, the level of tension within that tissue could be a little more or a little less depending on, on what you've done that day. Yeah. And also working, I'm sure, with the menstrual cycle and normal shifts and changes with the rhythms. Okay. This yeah. is fantastic. So my question for you and what I'd love to cover today is kind of how you assess the women that you work with and what things you look for. So obviously episiotomy and, and scar tissue, maybe a little more about that. And then where you go from there when working with them. So again, kind of stepping out of the pelvis and looking more globally. Sure. So things that would normally indicate tension include pain, restricted movement, so stiffness of the area globally, and reduced tissue glide, so an actual stiffness to the tissue. So where someone has pain or reduced movement or stiffness in the tissue itself, we would really be looking for tension, you know, and that's, that's a global, that's if you look anywhere on the body. So really I'm just applying those principles. So I would, of course, talk to women, talk through their birth story in quite a lot of detail, ask if there's been any other injuries to the pelvis or any other reason why there might be excessive tension in the pelvis, like a, like a postural or a movement or an alignment issue is going to lead to some kind of tension buildup. So, so I would talk all of that through. And then I would have a look at them moving around. So without taking anything off, they would move around my room and I, and I can... You know, as, as all physios, we get a trained eye in spotting areas that are not moving well. So I would be saying, well, you know, that hip's a bit stiff. And why does the hip not rotate here very well? Or why does that squat feel so stiff and tugging through your back? And so looking for feelings of stiffness and a reduced movement through the hips and the lumbar spine and the pelvis. And then, and then I would move on to doing an internal assessment which involves a couple of things. So, so one, I would ask everyone to take a breath in and a breath out, and on that out breath, close the pelvic floor, okay? Because the, you know, the, the pelvic floor is supposed to have a natural oscillation on the in-breath. So when that's present, we can feel that. And when that's reduced, that, now that takes some sensitivity of touch and training, but, but basically when there's a good normal amount of tension and relaxation and softness of the tissue, then there is a natural oscillation on the breath. Now, when women can't contract their pelvic floor, I always ask why. You see, if we only measure, can this lady contract her pelvic floor, then historically the assumption has been, well, she must be weak. She can't contract her, so she must be weak. But, you know, we've got increasing knowledge that says, well, maybe she can't contract because that tissue is stiff and stuck. You yeah. know, naturally, if we've looked already and said her right hip is really stiff and hang on a minute, it's the right side of her pelvic floor that can't contract. And, you know, she has an episiotomy scar through that right side. You know, really telling her that that's a weak pelvic floor is really unfair because it is stiff and stuck pelvic floor. And that's why she cannot contract that well is because it's too stiff and too stuck. So that's the sort of thing I would be looking for. And then, and then working to release tension where I find it really. 
And what are the methods that you use for tension release? Because I know your training and expertise is in myofascial release. Is it mainly that? Do you use movement as well? or I tend to focus on doing the myofascial release directly for women's scars or other pelvic floor tension. And then I, I refer locally to fantastic colleagues who, who teach self-massage to the abdomen, C-section massage, fantastic release-focused movement, you know, and a lot of your work, you know, a lot of your stuff is around release and softening and, you know, anything from mindfulness and stretching. So anything at all, mm-hmm. which works to soften and release the pelvis. And it's different things for different women. You know, for some women, actually, we need to tap into their anxiety because yeah. they feel like they're falling out. Mm-hmm. So the response to I'm falling out of myself is to grip and hold. And actually sometimes explaining to those women you're not falling out of yourself. But you know that hip pain you have, that's kind of pulling you onto your bladder. So let's just, let's see what we can do for that hip and release that hip either through manual or movement therapy. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's, different, it's different things for different women. In my clinic, I tend to focus on the myofascial release mm-hmm. to the pelvic floor. And then I refer on to a fantastic network of colleagues. So we can really work together because... The answer is not in one treatment. It's not like this treatment that I can do for your pelvic floor is the answer. The answer is us reframing collectively for women as a whole that this condition is rooted in tension, not weakness. So really we can treat prolapse in the same way that we treat pelvic pain. So we can take a multifaceted approach, different things for different women, but basically it's the same root cause. Oh, I just, I love this. I feel like all of the puzzle pieces for me and my practice in working with people in this online space and the way I do has really been gathering these puzzle pieces and you just explain it so beautifully. I've been saying lately that kind of the global treatment that's basically appropriate for everybody, even though I tend never to say you know, there's no one size fits all. I really try to avoid that, but it does seem like almost anybody can benefit from releasing first. Absolutely. And it just makes sense that if you're tensing and you do have a shift in your pelvic organs, tensing around it is just going to perpetuate that shift. Yeah, exactly. So you must learn how to release first and, and work on that tension before anything can come back into its normal position. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the body is so intelligent and where we release tissue stiffness or restriction, the body will reorganize. You know, the body is, it has its genetic intrinsic knowledge of where it's supposed to be. So that that becomes disrupted through injury and the method that that disruption happens is by that injury tightening and tensing those areas. And I think... Prolapse, we've understood differently, really because of our, our understanding of anatomy. Our understanding of anatomy for hundreds of years has been that we are these stack of building blocks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and actually, again, outside of the pelvis, but for the whole body, when biotensegrity has come along across the board, across medicine, people are like, oh, this is the actual truth. Oh, this is the missing piece in the puzzle oh, this so much better explains what's really going on. And that's all that's happening here with prolapse is it's an evolution. It's just we know more about the mechanics of the body. So we know that the pelvic floor follows those rules. So prolapse 
can't be a fall, but it can be a pull due to tissue tension or stiffness, just pulling things out of alignment, which obviously just revolutionizes what we can then do about it, you know? It sure does. And so what I wanted to do with you, if this is okay, is chat a little bit about maybe some success, a, a success story or two that you've had. I would love to hear a, a specific story or some of your research as well. I know you're doing research. And then I also would love to do a little more show and tell for the version of this interview that will be shown on YouTube. So um, does that sound okay for you, Anna, for the last few minutes of our time together? Yeah. My most strong story is, is a bringing together of lots of stories, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, I first started doing this work in 2015. Um, and, you know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this seems to be working. Oh, this seems to be working very well. Oh, great. And, and then as I um, realized that this was something that I need to tell people about, uh, I began to, to basically capture the data, like ask people for permission to... to to collect data and say, you know, I actually just need to take a snapshot of your symptoms now and afterwards and then bring it all together and present that to the medical community because that otherwise no one's going to listen, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I did my first research paper that was published last year and there's another one on the way, which I'm hoping is going to get published in the next couple of months. And yeah. And so collectively there, there's about 50 patients, something like this. And for the ones that I've got statistical data about, basically what I've done is ask everyone to do this questionnaire at the beginning and at the end. And this is a questionnaire that is used by physios across the world to measure lots of treatments in lots of different ways. And um, I'm going to get really boring and statistical, but I find this really compelling. So this questionnaire is set at 15%, 1.5 is the level at which they would say, okay, this is a meaningful treatment, okay? Now, pelvic floor muscle training for prolapse, in all the trials that I've seen about this, is really skirting along in the kind of 5 to 10 to 12. So, you know, maybe better than nothing, but certainly not overwhelmingly helpful for everybody, okay? And what I've got data-wise from the collection of patients that I've treated is something in the region of 50%, five zero. Five zero, my gosh. It just works so much better. Amazing. And, and so I, I'm not going to talk about individuals so much yeah. as I just want to give you that. It's a boring statistic, but um, I find that's that. Not a, that's not a boring statistic. That's mind blowing. That's amazing. And uh, let's continue on with some visuals. Great job. You made it to the end. I want to just remind you one more time to please do check the show notes for a link to the interview on YouTube so you can actually see the video version, which is extended. It goes beyond what I was able to share here in the audio. So check that out. All of the information you need is in the notes, and I look forward to staying in touch with you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.